All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host for this evening's broadcast. And, uh, you know, had an interesting week. Lots going on, folks. I've really, uh, I've really never enjoyed more, uh, you know, being the tip of the spear. Uh, <laughs> you know, we led off last week by... Um, Calling into our members of parliament, I understand a number of offices got lambasted uh, pretty badly, and you know the range of uh, responses to um, the call-ins about C seventy one have been everything from you know uh, very polite to just getting hung up on at the mere mention of the word. I, I think we drove them a little bit crazy. I mean, if they're just hanging up the phones uh, the second you mention the words, uh, we're, we're getting something done. I mean, I don't want to be accused of being an agitator. That's uh, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm just encouraging people to express themselves. Uh, you know, the liberal government has always encouraged us to do that, right? Like, let's express ourselves. Uh, I understand that that young man's petition um, has been <laughs> just flying. Uh, last time I checked, I think it was somewhere around 55,000 uh, signatures collected in under a week. Uh, due to uh, just tip my hat to this young lad uh, that started the petition. I mean, we got a hold of it uh, a few days back and started putting it in our storyline. And you guys have been really great. Uh, if you're on Instagram or uh, on Facebook and have seen us uh, passing around the petition, it's getting around to a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's the fastest growing petition. Uh, Petition in the history of Canadian petitions. And I mean, that's got to say something. I think that's really, uh, you know, quite an exciting uh, sign of, of how strongly people feel that they're going out there and they're signing this, uh, you know, they're taking the time. I love the idea of conveying a loud and clear to the conservative uh, government leaders that we can really pull together on this subject. I mean, this petition, uh, you know, could be uh, a wonderful a wonderful tool in our fight uh, to have like that kind of uh, ammunition, uh, for lack of a better term, to say like, you know, hey, 100,000 people think you're wrong. Uh, that's not a small number of people, folks. I mean, the more signatures we get onto that petition, uh, the harder it will be for the liberal government to just flog us uh, shamelessly. If we can kind of, you know, get ahead of this thing a little bit, the, the petition might be a, a great way to do it. Uh, I'd like to see that thing flooded with signatures. I'd love to be able to say there's a million people. Hey, hell, there should be 2.5. Uh, if you know anybody with a gun that doesn't know about the petition yet, if you haven't asked them about it or shown them how to sign up for it or, you know, walk them through, hey, talk to them. Hey, maybe they don't agree with it. I don't know. Uh, you know, have some meaningful discussion uh, regarding the new proposals to the uh, Firearms Act. Uh, you know, changes made to law that could have just an enormous impact uh, on firearm owners and the firearm community and, quite frankly, the future of firearm ownership, uh, among all the other uh, horrible decisions made by the Canadian Liberal government. I can't imagine that they're going to pass on an opportunity uh, to take a good swipe at us. So let's make it, let's make it hard uh, on them a little bit. Why not get everybody you know to sign this thing? And, I mean, if you haven't done it yet, if you haven't passed it around, I mean— you got to let people know what's happening and then tell them about it. Send them a link to it. I mean, like actually make an effort. Let's see this thing explode. <laughs> you know, I don't want anything to blow up, folks. I, I mean, I want to see this petition, uh, you know, filled to the tune of 2.5 million people disagree with you. Wouldn't that be wonderful? 
you know, to have one person for every licensed gun owner in this country. I mean, people don't realize, I talked to two people today, two people. I was in the lineup, you know, at, at, at a hardware store. And, you know, I kind of looked at this lady for a second and I'm standing there with my friend and I just asked the question. I Like, I don't know why, it's stupid. I mean, I, I don't do this ordinarily uh, without seeing something more, you know, but I, I looked at the lady behind the counter and I said, ma'am, can I ask you something? Have you ever fired a gun? And she, she looked at me and she goes, oh yeah. <laughs> right? She goes, I have lots of guns, right? And I, and I just busted out laughing. Like, I was like, oh, like, I mean, I, I, I tried to, you know, tone it down. Uh, you know, after I got over the initial shock, I went, really? And she goes, she goes, oh yeah. She said, my husband insisted on it, that I learn, and I like shooting. And I mean, she must have been, she must have been like 55, uh, you know, maybe, and she, and she couldn't have been more than, you know, five foot two. And she just, she just had this air of confidence about her and, you know, something likable. And I thought, yeah, you know what? There you go, right? I mean, she was one step away from telling me that she's got a vault somewhere. And, and I thought to myself, you know what? Like, here's this, this little lady. Right. Who would be like just so unassuming. Well, she was pleasant long before I asked her the question. You know, I, I had a little bit of conversation uh, in the lineup, as I often do. And, and, and she seemed nice enough. And I mean, you would never imagine that, you know, she likes guns so much. And it was just really it was really nice, uh, you know, for that to happen. Of course, I look I look back, at, you know, my buddies were walking out of the store. You know, I was out with uh, Tactical Woodworks. Uh, great guy, great products. Uh, if you haven't seen his stuff yet, if you got a 1911 and you don't have his grips on your gun, you're missing out. Uh, we're going to be doing some new photos uh, of some of the new grips that we've had made up. I think you guys are really going to like these. Uh, but, but I was with Brandon, uh, you know, uh, from Tactical Woodworks, and we're leaving this store, and this lady's just admitted to me that she loves guns. And <laughs> I mean, she just leaned right into me and said, yeah. You know, and I thought, you know, that, that woman has passion. Like, I mean, she really does enjoy. I mean, that's very typical. I don't, I don't know why I would be surprised. Uh, I've seen all kinds of people on the firing lines, everybody of every color, every every age. It's it's really been every gender. Uh, you know what? That's really important. I mean, you know, there's, there's all these great, amazing people. And why would I be surprised that this nice lady behind the counter, uh, you know, wasn't uh you know wasn't a gun owner and of course you know and admittedly a, a gun nut <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of uh, awesome uh, you know as i walked out i looked back at brandon and i said you know i said we are like legion <laughs> you know we're everywhere like, I mean, you, you, know, you know my buddy looked at me he shook his head and he goes yeah like you know that's that's the reality two out of ten people in this country you know own guns and uh you know i'm willing to bet the two uh two out of ten people absolutely love guns uh you know and they probably got several friends you know so i think that's what's happening and i think that's probably what's driving the liberal government crazy is that you know so many people are falling in love with this activity if you haven't taken your friends out shooting yet folks you haven't done your homework uh cgv tasked you guys with doing that if you've been putting it off find that friend that you've been meaning to get out and you know what show him the light right uh you know show her the light i mean bring out whoever take that person you know that you might never imagine just you know just ask them have you ever you ever shot a gun before if it's managed manage to get that into conversation somewhere you know offer you know politely you know don't don't creepily lean in and you know say you know i want to shoot a gun little lady like, you know just ask them if they'd like to try it 
And you might be surprised, you know, at what people will say. I, I rarely see people turning down the opportunity uh, to do it. But then again, you know what? When I look at the personalities of the kind of people that I've asked to do it that have declined, uh, you know, I kind of get it. Maybe I wouldn't want them operating the gun anyway. Uh, you know, some people I would not trust to operate a toaster. But, like, I mean, the ability to get out there with all these great people and, you know, I'm leaving the store and I'm thinking to myself, you know, yeah, like, I mean, you know, even she's, you know, really getting it. And, you know, you know, we go to the range and we decided to stop on the way, uh, way back. You know, Brandon and I went out and we, uh, we tested a couple of uh, shotguns. So we decided that, you know, on the way back, we we're going to catch a bite to eat. And, you know, the uh, young lady who's our waitress, uh, lovely, lovely lady, she, uh, she decides that she's going to uh, serve us a fantastic meal and then, you know, engage in a little small talk afterwards. And, and so I, just as I'm putting uh, the tip into the bill, I, I look up at her and I say, can I ask you something? And I did it again. I, like, I, I, I couldn't control myself. And I, mean, I was there with Brandon, and I thought, you know, that, that's really messed up. I, I usually don't ask people this question just cold. But, you know, I said, ma'am, can I ask you something? It may strike you as a little bit odd. Can I, have you ever fired a gun? And she goes, oh, yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, I was looking at, you know, the geographic area we're from and I'm thinking, well, you know, it's kind of rustic. Maybe perhaps she's, you know, like, did you have a gun on the farm growing up? She goes, no, 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 no. You know, I like shooting guns. I go down south. Right. And so now this lady begins to talk about, you know, shooting machine guns. And I'm like, look, looking at her going, what? Like, she's like, oh, yeah. You know, I go visit relatives. We, you know, we engage in shooting. And, you know, we have a lot of fun. Right? We shoot everything. And I'm thinking, why, they're crazy down there. She, that's, that was her take, you know, on her American friends and family. Uh, you know, they're really gun nuts down there. And, like, I'm thinking, you know, this is, like, the second person I've asked. And, you know, I don't know what it was. Like, um, you know, I, I looked down at her belt buckle for a second, and she had, you know, this, this bejeweled, you know, like, belt buckle. And she was really, a, you know, a nice lady. And, uh, you know, she, she admitted that she, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't own any herself, but she enjoys uh, shooting guns. And she loves visiting her relatives in the U.S. and, and having a good time down there uh, from the sounds of it, like blowing things up. I, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a different culture uh, down in the United States, and there's certainly uh, a different set of rules. I mean, here in Canada, you know, we go to ranges, we shoot at paper. Um, you know, if you're lucky enough to be shooting a non-restricted, you, you know, may get an opportunity to uh, go out to your backyard you know, and uh, shoot into a pile of dirt, uh, no, no harm in it. And, you know, even, even uh, you know, to extend the courtesy to your neighbors, to go for a short walk and say, you know, like, I hope you don't mind, but I'm just going to shoot my gun a little bit. You, you might find the, the person next to you is willing to join you. Uh, oh, you, let me get mine. You know, like, I mean, I've uh, occasionally uh, found myself uh, on the road. <laughs> That's an understatement. I'm, I'm always on the road, but I'm, I'm out there on the road and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scouting out some locations to uh, photograph uh, a firearm. I think it was the uh, Type 81, but, I, you know, I'm out there, you know, doing uh, doing some scouting and I find this one uh, property that I just fall in love with. And, I, and you, know, you know, I just walk up, uh, you know, to the front porch and, you know, knock on the door and, and kind of step back. And, I mean, I, I'm... You know, trying my best not to scare people. Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to start shaving soon, folks. You may have to get used to seeing me without any facial hair. But you know, but I do speak to people uh, sometimes cold about the subject, and so I'm I'm sometimes out in uh, some of these far far out areas, and I you know talk to you know gun owners. Uh, you know, it, the, the people out there, it's quite common. You know, to to have a gun. Uh, you know, for for all different kinds of purposes. 
but to walk onto a property cold, to knock on the door and to explain, you know, uh, you know, introduce myself and uh, tell them that I own a company. And of course, I'm, I'm wearing, you know, um, uh, clothing and have business cards uh, that would indicate that I'm a, you know, legitimate. And, you know, I don't mean to frighten you, but I'm a photographer. Um, you know, I take pictures of guns. And, you know, the looks on people's face is kind of interesting. Sometimes you get people that just, huh, well, you really? Like, people, like, want to look at that? And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, people do. Um, you know, the photography's been a big part of this. And, uh, and, and to have a little bit of conversation and to let people know, like, you know, the guns won't be loaded. I don't have any ammo in the car. I, I you know, uh, I have, you know, a rifle here that I would like to take a photograph of. You know, I'd be coming back from the range and you might come across something. Uh, you know, that happens more often. And so, you know, for, for me to uh, find, you know, a great location and to talk to a, a homeowner and have them kind of look at me and say, oh, yeah, you know what, do you want to take pictures of mine? And I'm thinking, like, people are, are really fantastic, um, you know, but if you, if you should ever find, you know, um, a miserable, like a truly miserable uh, gun owner, uh, you know, that isn't kind of a, a, a well put together person. I mean, there's, there's just so many interesting personalities, uh, out there, uh, that are constantly, you know, uh, intermingling with one another. The firearm community is just a wonderful place. And, you know, coming back to the proposed legislation, uh, <laughs> you know, to do, to do anything that would damage, you know, this wonderful group in the name of combating crime, uh, you know, what a farce, uh, you know, like, I mean, I imagine, I imagine there might be some benefit, uh, you know, and certainly they've pointed out that, you know, enhanced background checks. Well, we already have pretty enhanced, so I guess we're having enhanced enhanced. I mean, uh, I think people are more concerned, you know, as always with the uh, wording of the proposals to the law. Uh, when I listen to, uh, you know, some of the things that go on in Parliament, there there always seems to be this, you know, general vagueness uh, surrounding the terminology, you know, variant. Uh, you know, like, I mean, anytime the Liberal government uh, seems to craft some wonderful new piece of legislation, it's filled with all kinds of things that probably uh, shouldn't be there and or uh, leave much to the imagination, such as the Firearm Act, Firearms Act as it uh, currently exists. The last time the Liberal government, uh, you know, wrote up this piece of legislation, uh, the last time, you know, uh, you know, hey, there was a time the Conservatives started it, folks. You know, I don't want to get down on them too much for it. I mean, it was a, it was an old mistake. But the liberal government seems to keep making the same mistakes. Uh, you know, to give them an opportunity to craft a piece of legislation that is, you know, fraught with, you know, ambiguity and or things left to the imagination and or the interpretation of the law, which is which is a constant ongoing issue with the firearm community. Uh, the, you know, the lack of clear definition of certain terms, uh, variant, like, I mean, what, what's a variant? I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to have it, uh, or I'm not allowed to have it based on its name, you know, function. Like, I mean, if it's legal, you know, we should be able to own it. It should be able to go to the lab and, and pass if it will never go fully automatic. Some of us just want to own a semi-automatic version of those guns. Uh, if you tell us we can't have the old ones, that's fine. You know, I mean, these are things we can think about in the future when we kick this liberal government out of office. Um, you know, sometimes I, I, I think I spend too much time thinking about what they're going to take away. I'm thinking about what we want back. You know, uh, a lot of people, you know, 
should know that historically the you know firearm community has been on the defensive you know asking um asking only to be left alone uh, which i think is really a mistake uh, quite honestly i think we should be marching up parliament telling them that we deserve suppressors uh like let's ask for some things back that we lost that don't make any sense i can't wait to get at it like, I mean, uh, like I realize we're, you know, dealing with a lot right now and we have a majority government. I know a lot of people want to keep their heads down. I'm hoping that things like this e-petition will change it. You know, it'll, it'll really kind of galvanize us if we all come together in one group. If 2.5 million license holders actually spoke at once, there isn't uh, any government in the world that would listen to that. So uh, spread that petition around, folks. I, I want to see you make it to the, uh, you know, to the ranges. Uh, I'd like to see it make it, uh, you know, to your board of directors. I'd like to see it in the gun stores. I'd like to see it at the gun clubs. Uh, again, it's, 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 it should be everywhere. If you know somebody that never leaves their home, but they, you know that they actually believe that this would be wrong. I mean, maybe the people, person that doesn't go on the internet that much, uh, maybe to get them signed up on something, you know, like the idea that everybody would vote on this and that we could have, you know, hundreds of thousands of signatures, you know, that's really where I'd want to see it go. Uh, I think bare minimum would be a hundred thousand. I mean, it's already reached, you know, 55,000 plus, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for getting involved in that. All of you that have signed the petition. Uh, I know we started putting that thing up and the numbers started climbing. Uh, we do, uh, you know, want to thank you for getting involved in this. And I want to encourage everybody to uh, get word out there uh, that this uh, petition is circulating. Love, love to hear from this young man that started it. Uh, I would interview that kid. I would talk to that kid. If he, if he lived closer, I'd probably go shooting with him. Hell, I might jump a plane and go see him. Uh, you know, like what a great idea. That kid should uh, be out shooting. I don't know why somebody hasn't grabbed him yet. Uh, I know I want to meet him. So uh, perhaps uh, somebody can uh, shoot me some information on the best way to get a hold of him. Uh, all I know is he started this uh, petition, and it's growing so ridiculously fast that at this rate, it might be the largest petition in the history of Canadian uh, petitions. Uh, it's certainly grown faster than anything's uh, ever grown. Uh, to see it zip on by uh, our last request. And I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that are sitting there saying, ah, what's a petition going to do? Uh, you know, we had 25,000 signatures, I believe, uh, to deregulate the AR-15 and make it a non-restricted firearm uh, again. And of course, you know, the government said, you got to be kidding. Uh, no way. I think it was, yeah, Ralph Goodale's office said, absolutely not. And you know what? He may or may not be, uh, you know, totally off the mark. I, I'm thinking that with, you know, the market as huge as it is now uh, in Canada, if you, if you made those non-restricted items, uh, you know, and they were affordable, uh, you know, like more affordable. I think I think you'd see quite a bit more uh, of those going on. I think that it's restriction is part of the, uh, well, it's a large part of the reason why there aren't more of them. But uh, I believe I read a statistic somewhere that said there's like something like 55,000 uh, registered uh, in the country or, you know, registered owners of them. I can tell you that the AR-15, uh, you know, platform, you know, as wonderful as it is, uh, you know, probably at this stage, you know, to, to have it uh, go out beyond the range, it would have to be, it would probably have to be like a, a barrel length. It'd probably have to be a minimum barrel length. I think if they were the, the original, uh, you know, AR-15s, not like a seven, you know, seven inch one, uh, but like a, like a, uh, you know, 
22 inch uh, AR-15 with a full length handguard, you know, to to make that uh, non-restricted again, uh, you know, I don't think that would be an issue. I think that'd be uh, probably a lot of fun, uh, you know, just take that out and to be able to go. Uh, anywhere you want or it's suitable to discharge a firearm and, and to engage in some fun you know i uh, i've had you know a lot of time on the range and i've gone for a, you know a lot of wood walks over the years and, and and there's something terrifically refreshing about being able to shoot um, you know someplace other than the uh sterile uh, sometimes uh feeling atmosphere of a range, especially indoor ranges. You know, indoor ranges can be a little bit, um, you know, confining and sterile. You know, and and noisier. I mean, you're you're containing uh, all that sound indoors. And you know, I like blue skies. So I mean, uh, not knocking indoor ranges because I think they, they they can be really fantastic and they certainly have their place and uh, can be a wonderful experience. And it's a very controlled environment, which is ideal. Uh, there's no distractions, no birds flying by, you know, or a chipmunk running, you know, uh, past your, uh, you know, shooting bench, you know, <laughs> it, you know, being, being outdoors has its set of, set of challenges too. Uh, but, but, you know, like the ability to go out and enjoy a rifle, uh, you know, anywhere you like, uh, you know, or a shotgun anywhere you like is is really something that we shouldn't take for granted uh i've asked this week on the uh, the instagram uh if uh people want to take uh, photographs of their favorite uh non-restricted rifles uh outdoors i'd love to see them uh i'd love to showcase them on the page uh you know everybody will be uh, anonymous unless you indicate that you uh, want uh, to be identified and you you're okay with that i again i always tell people uh there's there's absolutely uh no reason why you have to um, you know uh, concede to having your name mentioned in a post uh you know some people want that like absolutely you gotta you gotta put say my name up there and and you know because i ask i always ask people like do you want to be named or would you like to remain anonymous which it's, it's your call you know whatever you like and you know a lot of people are like yeah hell yeah put my name up there i you know i'm i'm going to encourage people to uh you know make their own decisions uh if you want to be named that's fine if you don't uh you know you don't even have to say i i just will assume that you don't want to be named unless you say otherwise um you know i i like to check in with people though uh if i don't hear from you then you know sometimes i, I like to just make sure uh if it's somebody that i know fairly well uh you know i'll throw those up pretty fast uh, really looking forward to uh, getting out on the firing line again, uh, you know, with a couple of my close, close friends. Uh, I did get uh, out uh, to the range and I tested, uh, you know, a new gun. I know you guys have been waiting for a podcast and you get the information first here. So you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I had an opportunity uh, to take out the, uh, the new uh, F-12 bullpup shotgun. And I got to tell you, I was impressed, uh, a little shook, but but impressed. Uh, first of all, it's it's got a you know a twenty inch barrel. It's got a twenty inch barrel, and I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk about this gun for a second, just before I get into you know a full on review. I mean, uh, we're we're obviously gonna do a video on this one, but I want to give you guys my first impressions, and I'm not I'm not gonna go into too great a detail, uh, but I gotta tell you, right? I'm uh, overall I'm impressed. Um, the, the feel on this gun, it's got a great heft. And if you, if you look at it in pictures and you think maybe it's, you know, cheap and plasticky, 
I'll tell you that that is anything uh, but the truth. It's got some good weight to it. Uh, I like the way it comes to my shoulder. It's it's a bull pup, uh, you know. So I mean, it, it feels different than anything else you've probably held on to. Uh, you know, for the people that are right-handed, uh, you know, it uh, it's gonna feel it's gonna feel great when you pull the trigger and it comes it comes back towards you. Uh, we ran some really hot uh, slugs today out of this thing and smashed up some gongs uh the fd12 right did not disappoint uh you know it was consistent i would be i'd be pretty comfortable uh shooting this thing uh you know at 100 yards i, I had my eutech on it and uh, i was not you know trying too too hard uh but these these rounds were really hot and this thing was really kind of pushing me uh around a little bit i i i've learned a very valuable lesson on round one uh, never put your three-time magnifier too far back uh, on a bullpup design. It looks cool, but I'll tell you, I scoped myself so hard when I pulled the trigger. Uh, that first that first shot, the uh, the gun backed up, and the EOTech, which I placed too far back on the rail, I, I thought it was, you know, I had enough eye relief. Uh, but the gun kind of surprised me, and it sunk right into me. And, you know, when it went off, and it, it hit me pretty good uh, in the face, uh, just above my right eye. And it cut me open, and I started bleeding. And so, you know, I learned a very valuable lesson. It's been a while since I've shot uh, anything this powerful uh, from my shoulder. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been filming. Uh, it's, it's mostly been a lot of handguns. I, I've been taking people out and keeping it light. Uh, it was, it's been a while since I put something this big, uh, you know, through a barrel and uh, hoisted it up to my shoulder. So I pulled the trigger on this thing and it, I got scoped the first round I mean I I went through a couple of magazines the, the thing runs flawlessly uh, you know no hiccups whatsoever uh, but it uh, it spit out all these uh, you know uh, hot <laughs> one and one eighth ounce uh, slugs and, and immediately uh, you know I, I appreciated the additional weight on this gun if it were any lighter you know it, it would probably uh not be a good idea but we, we decided to kick things off with the hottest uh of loads you know just to break her in a little bit uh which i highly recommend with any gun like this uh if you're going to run these guns and uh, you want to run super light ammunition or you uh you know want to uh, engage in a little uh you know informal uh target shooting uh you know, or you decide to pattern this thing uh, with light, light loads, you know, birdshot. I, I, I would suggest that you run a lot of hot stuff in it first, you know, let it break in a little bit. Uh, you know, they definitely use, uh, you know, some good components making this thing. I'm pretty impressed, um, you know, with the fit and the finish. Uh, it, it's 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 a good looking gun. Once it uh, got fitted with my EOTech and uh, a three time magnifier from EOTech as well, uh, I got to tell you, when when that happened, everything changed. It looked a lot cooler with optics on the top. Uh, just just make sure you put the magnifier a little further down the rail unless you want to get smashed in the face. I won't say I saw stars, but it woke me up and maybe ooh. And then of course I started bleeding. Uh, you know, about ten seconds after. Uh, the magazines, the magazines can be a little stiff. Uh, the truth is, is that if you if you actually slap the magazine in and out, in and out, um, you know, probably about a couple dozen times, uh, they loosen up. The one thing that this gun does not want to be is babied. I, like I mean, I'm noticing that it works. It works better the more you um, the more you use it. 
Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that impression because I, I tried being ginger with it and I, I you know, I kind of wanted to get a feel for, for the way things, uh, you know, move in together. The, the magazine can be a little bit stiff. And when I say that, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, you just can't baby it. You slap that magazine in and it will go in and, and it gets easier as you continue you know, to use it. I imagine, you know, the, it, it wears off, you know, whatever coating is going to wear off and is kind of, uh, gumming things up for a second. But, uh, beyond that, you know, uh, I started pulling the trigger on this thing. I would suggest you take kind of a, a high, uh, position, uh, you know, right, press it, press your finger right up and underneath the frame, uh, of the gun. You know, if you want to take that low level, uh, you know, position in the trigger, it, it, it isn't as comfortable. The finger, um, uh, the glove finger, the size of the glove finger that you could put through this trigger guard, uh, you know, it's it's great for winter gloves. Like, I mean, uh, they did put some thought into this thing. Uh, it's definitely meant for, you know, a hard use. Uh, I really did uh, mean it when I said that, you know, this thing works better when you, like, don't baby it. So, I mean, rack the action hard, you know, yank the magazines out hard, and, and they come out. And the more you do it, the, uh, the easier it gets. It's actually a, a great indication of the quality of the build. It means the tall are tight. Uh, I think we'd you know be pretty happy uh, with a sub. You know, if this is if this is coming in around a thousand dollars retail, then I'm gonna say I, I I'm thinking it's good money spent. Uh, you know, we need to spend a little more time with her uh, and see how uh, how it goes. I, I love to work with rifles uh, that are built this way. Uh, if it's if it's meant to be used hard, uh, folks, and it's made well uh, and, and put together well, it's gonna it's gonna require you know a little bit of use. Uh, there's a break-in period, if you were, uh, where you know parts have to settle in. And it's actually a better thing overall for the gun. I mean, anybody that's ever owned a Kimber, you know, will tell you that, you know, you have to go through about six boxes of ammunition before it runs right. I mean, that's, 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 that's right in Kimber's, uh, you know, instruction when you get one of these guns. You can expect jams uh, in the first, you know... Um, few hundred rounds. I think the minimum break-in period for a Kimber is something like 500 rounds. And then, you know, then the parts begin to settle in and, you know, tolerances loosen up just enough that, you know, the gun works perfectly. And and, and while that's not the case with the FD-12, I mean, it, it, ate, it ate everything that we fed it. And, you know, look, we, we put a lot of slugs through it uh, pretty quickly and there were, uh, there were no problems. Um, I'm definitely thinking that, you know, it's a good thing. Uh, when I say the magazines kind of stick, I don't mean I don't mean like it's 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 not like it's gummy. Um, it, it just you can tell that it just it requires a good slap. I, I would definitely recommend that you you slap it from the uh, bottom of the magazine instead of trying to do your uh, typical uh, you know grab onto the the whole body. Uh, you know like shooting this thing you know tactically uh, to change out magazines. I mean it's it's really a you know a rip and rack kind of affair. And I like that. And so, you know, so far, uh, I don't know if I've described it correctly. I mean, every gun uh, has its personality quirks. Uh, this one has a few, but I mean, it, it seems to be just that they'll require a little time to settle in. But it's not interfering with the overall operation of the weapon. And you know what? I, yeah, I called it that. Yeah, I called it a weapon. Uh, some people get crazy about that. I really don't give a shit. Uh, there's so many different uh, uses for a firearm like this. Uh, weapon, you know, could be one of them. But the truth is, is that most of us will, you know, uh, plink recreationally. Uh, hunt is something that I would suggest that people could do with this. Um, you know, it, it, it really would be, a, I think, a, a great hunting platform, especially with this 
big trigger guard and I mean uh, it likes hot ammo uh, you know it does have a rail on the top and the bottom uh, you know and, and and you know the ability to mount optics lights uh, this this is really a, a great concept in bullpup to retain you know uh, you know 20 inch barrel in, inside this platform and you know to have a, a barrel extension that you can screw into the end and I mean if you <laughs> You put that thing in there, uh, you know, I think you're up to like 20, uh, you know, 26 inches, you know, or 28 inches. So, like, I mean, you become essentially a uh, trap gun. Uh, I'd like to use this thing on the, the skeet range where things are a little bit faster, uh, you know. And a semi-auto really would come in handy out there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, getting it out uh, back to the gong range, painting up some gongs, and doing a little accuracy testing with some slugs. Uh, in terms of controllability, uh, so far, uh, it, it definitely it definitely bucks. It's got a lot of weight to absorb uh, the recoil impulse, and it's got this rubber pad on the back. I mean, it's 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 actually pretty comfortable. It even comes with this. You know, we call it a beer cozy. Uh, it's not. It's not a beer cozy. It was designed to fit over the butt of the rifle so that your cheek uh, doesn't have to touch metal if it's cold. Like I mean, they've added so many accessories in the bot. The you know the case, the you know plastic uh, hard case it comes in. Uh, the hard case. The hard case is a kind of a flimsier material. Don't expect much. I mean, guys, you're you're into about a thousand bucks for what I think is a really awesome gun. Um, you know, and, and I mean. Something like this should cost more, but you know what? At a thousand bucks, because it's it's just coming in. I imagine that these things are going to get more and more expensive as they get popular. Uh, seems to be the trend I see. Uh, you know, a, a rifle comes out. I remember when um, VZ58s were like seven hundred bucks, and you know when they first came out, and people, you know, people bought them, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Now you're pretty hard pressed to find one for less than you know fourteen hundred bucks. And uh, to see them climb in value like that, that's the direct result of their popularity. And, and I could really see these guns taking off, uh, you know, at the $1,000 price point. I mean, it's cool looking, it works, uh, you know, it's well built, it's solid, comes in a kick-ass range of colors. Uh, the, the, the stressed uh, war-torn red is, is really one of my favorites. Uh, there's this titanium silver, you know, that we ran today uh, that was really, really fantastic, sharp looking, uh, you know, there's this standard black uh there's greens there's like it, it just really seems like uh they're putting together some great guns with some fantastic colors it, it's it's been really exciting uh to, you know to have an opportunity to shoot something uh before other people have uh you know uh, i don't know maybe somebody beat me to it but at the end of the day uh you know I, I feel very fortunate to be one of the first people in the country uh you know to try this thing you know before everybody else does and i can tell you that it's looking like a lot of fun i'm like i'm loving the feel the balance of it it's got some heft it's cool um you know definitely in my opinion uh worth the money and you fit it with your favorite optics and you're off into the races i'm uh, i'm pretty pleased with it overall so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna give the uh, the fd12 all right i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten uh, i think there could be some minor changes maybe to the design but like i mean hey first year production means that it's you know uh, possible that they could make some changes in the uh, the next you know uh, iteration of this rifle but like for now uh, you know fantastic unit could just use a little bit of refinement every gun goes through it uh, there probably wouldn't be much but I can tell you right now though that uh, for for what you're spending you're getting a whole lot of gun and that's about as fair uh, an assessment as I can give of the platform 
Uh, you know, it's really important that you guys understand that, you know, uh, having, uh, having, you know, integrity, uh, you know, as I approach the subject of review of, uh, new firearms uh you know i'm going to say that this one is uh, this one's going to be a winner uh we need to test it more uh to know for sure uh my initial uh testing has proven to be uh pretty good so far so we're going to be uh, filming this thing soon i've uh, really enjoyed uh, having an opportunity to shoot today and uh, to get it out there and stretch its legs a little bit uh, definitely, uh, definitely got to get uh, out to the lines more often. Maybe expose a few guys to this. We'll be probably spending a little bit of time up at Urban Tactical over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, if you want to give these things a try, uh, I might be kicking around there. And uh, if I am, I could have one of these uh, things with me, and then perhaps uh, we can get you guys uh, out in the line and trying it because I, I think that it's really important that you know we uh, we see what this thing can do. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, this episode of the Canadian Gun Vaults Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. And as always, Canada, hope you've had a great night and enjoyed this. And don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.